The Rebbe is explaining the meaning of a Ben Navi. What does it mean to be a Ben Navi? And we were learning, we were learning last week that uh, that at the time, at the time that there were that there were Nevi'im who there were Nevi'im who, who were training. There were there were people who were training and were learning the Darche Hanavua, who called B'nai Hanavim. That there are different, there are different madregas. The same way we have in learning that a person who's uh, who's a big lamdan, who's a big tamachacham, is called a lamdan, and other people are called b'nei tara. And the word b'nei tara doesn't mean, of course, anything biological, but it's, and it doesn't even necessarily mean that that person has any great proficiency in learning Torah. You might not know a lot, but the meaning of a Ben Torah is that every, that his actions are his actions are guided, his thoughts, his words are guided by Torah. And he, and Torah is the definition of who this person is, that he's a Ben Torah. It doesn't mean that he's necessarily that he's necessarily a scholar, that he's necessarily a Talmud Chacham. But but that is that is the meaning of a ben Torah, a person who a person who lives according to the Torah wherever he is. He's a ben Torah. So the Rebbe is explaining the meaning of b'nei hanavim that the, a ben navi is a person who might not yet be proficient in the actual koyach of nevua in terms of speaking of future events and so on and so forth. But the ben navi is a person who, in every single action, is guided by this Ruach that's called Ruach Nevius. Ruach Nevius. And that's who he is. He's a Navi. He's a Ben Navi. And this is the difference we just learned. The last thing we learned was this is the difference between Nevi'e Yisrael and the Nevi'im of the Umas Ailam, such as Bilam, from the nations of the world. Where there, the Chilik is that a, that a Jew who was a Navi a Jew who was a Navi, that was who he, he was a Navi in every single part of who he was, that's who he was, he was defined as a Navi, that's who he was Masha'ina Kain uh, a person like Bilam, where the Torah says Vayikar which Chazal point out that Vayikar means that it was a Mikra, it wasn't something which was essential to who he was for the purposes of Klai Yisrael Hashem gave that person, gave Bilam uh, the ability to foretell future events or whatever it might be, but it wasn't. It wasn't that he was. It wasn't that he beetsim was a navi, and therefore it was a mikra. It was something that was extraordinary. It was something which was unusual. Mashiach came with a navi who was a, a regular navi. He saw a Jew where that person's entire life he was living bedarche hanavua, and he went as a ben navi, and he has that koach within him, and it's developed and developed and developed until the point where he is completely filled with the ruach hanavis. So the, now, how this applies to people like us? So let's talk about that now. We're on the bottom of Kusamach Beis. Also, the fact that the Rebbe Shalom is revealed to the prophets of the nations only at night, as it says in the Medrash, as we learned, that by the Goyim, the Nevuah, the power of Nevius, this Koach of Nevius, and the person 
and the person himself and Bilu himself were two separate things. Therefore, during the day when he's preoccupied with himself, since himself is totally the opposite of what Navu is, Bilam. During the day, during the day, the way that he lived, whatever Bilam was doing during the day was was at odds with Navua. And therefore, the only time that it was possible for Bilam to experience the word of the Nevi'im of Bilam to experience Navua was at night, when what? When their physical lives were in a state of rest. So then the interruption at night, the same way that, that a person has chaloimus when he's sleeping because, because, uh, they're, because the, the, the body is in a state of rest and therefore there's less interference that's coming from physical life. So since, the, since a Navi like Bilam from the Musa'ilam, since he was not actually defined by the Navua, but he was who he was. So during the day he was doing what he was doing, which was which was uh, which were things that were opposed to, to to Torah. And then at night, only when when his physical life was at rest, was it possible for him to have an avur. Well, that's that's what the Rebbe says. At night. When he, already he wasn't he wasn't doing anything his, and his thoughts were at rest, then Yecholahan Nevul is galus. Then there was a gilui of Nevul. There's a revelation that took place that like that this this Nevua fell on him from above, but it couldn't have any it couldn't have any effect during the day because during the day things are too cluttered and busy with Bilam because he's got his own agenda. Aval b'Neviyah Yisrael. However, when it comes to Neviyah Yisrael. Whereby a Jew, the Nevua is the etzim of who the person is. That's who the person was during the day and during the night. He was a Navi. Even at a time during the day, in the midst of when the person was active and thinking and so on and so forth, it was possible. They would have great nevuah. During the day, there would be suspension of all things in that person's life, and the navi would all of a sudden sort of go into into that trance that, that, that that's described in in the Rambam and, and the other svarim. But but it was during the day. It was a, it was during a time of of wakefulness. It was during a time of physical physical intellectual emotional activity, because. Because those faculties of the Navi are not contradicting Navua, because he's a Navi, and he's a Navi 24 hours a day. Unlike Bilam, who during the who during the day was a Rasha, and in order for there to be a Gili of Navias, in order for that to be revealed, there had to be an emptying out of what was going on in his life, to make room for something higher to descend upon him. So we learned last week that the Targum translates the Bnei Nevi'im as the students of the Nevi'im. The meaning of that is that the 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 uh, great the greater Nevi'im, the older Nevi'im, when Hashem's Baruch would speak to them, they they understood what Hashem was saying, and they understood what Hashem's Baruch was hinting at. 
whereas the Bnei Nevi'im, Kevin she hisgalusam lahoysa gedola, since the hisgalus of that koch, uh, the revelation of that koch of, or manifestation of that power of nevuah within them had not yet been uh, had not yet been fully developed. They were yet unaccustomed to the Dvar Hashem. So, Therefore, their Rebbe's, the, the Nevi'im, were teaching them what they could do to be Megala, to strengthen that connection between themselves and the Ruach HaNavua, and, ha- and what they could do to reveal, like the, we know that, for instance, there was music, and meditation, and so on and so forth. All the things that we see in Tanakh. These were methods, these were things that were done in order to strengthen the, 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 the ability of the Ben Navi to fully understand, to experience, to appreciate the Gilu that was taking place within him. To understand what was Hashem saying. And we see that in the beginning, when he was still young, when he was still a Ben Navi, when he was when he was a disciple of the Nevi'im, we see that Lamaisa Shmuel did not know how to distinguish between the sound of uh, the sound of Hashem and the sound of Eli Hakohen. So when he was when he was uh, when when he was in the Mishkan at night and he heard a voice. So he wasn't sure, and he thought that maybe he thought that maybe it was Eli Hakohen. It wasn't yet clear to him. He says, "I'm not saying that this means that the Bnei Hanaviim, who were at the time of Tanakh, that they were like all other Jews." Because we learned that the, that the Gemara Pesachim Hilo called. Hillel called regular Jews walking on the streets of Yerushalayim. He called them Bnei Nevi'im. Hanach lahem Yisraelim lo Nevi'im heim Bnei Nevi'im heim. Right? And Hillel trusted them because he said they were Bnei Nevi'im. So does that mean that that the Jews who were walking on the streets in the day of uh, who were walking on the streets by the, at the time of Hillel were no different than the Bnei Nevi'im who existed in the time of Tanakh? So he says, no, I'm not saying that. V'loisha hamayin Yisrael Bnei Nevi'im. I'm not saying that the Bnei Hanavim who were at the time of Hillel are the same as, as Jews nowadays who are also called Bnei Hanavim. Why? We understand that the generations are that this connection between the person and that Koach that's within him that's called the Koach of Nevi'is we understand that 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 connection is weakening over the generations. It's growing weaker. It's still there. That's what the Rebbe is going to explain now. But it's but the consciousness of it is weakening. And that's what I was saying last week. So could you imagine nowadays if you don't know what a certain halach is, you're not sure, and you say, and you, you go out the straight street and you say, hey, let's see what uh, this guy does. I mean, let's see what this guy does. You know, and you, and you, you know, what, what's he doing? He goes to the bar to have a drink. So that's the halacha. It doesn't mean the Rebbe is going to explain that he doesn't have the etzim, the karach of Nevi'is. It's just because of our our um, connection to physical things and our obsession with physical life that our our ability to connect and to experience 
the Nevi'as that's within us has become very, very weak. So that's what he says. He says, We don't have regular Nevi'im. We don't have Nevi'im uh, we're living at a time where we don't even see Ruach HaKadosh it's very very weak and even this this Ruach that's called the Ruach of the Bnei HaNavim which the Jewish people are all Bnei Nevi'im this Ruach has also uh, descended terribly however this we can still say Shegam Ata, even now, Chius ve'etzim Yisrael, the life force, the vitality, and the essence of a Jew, Yirak Kaimitz, even if it's only a drach, Mikol Mokam Neviyasu, it's not of this world. Even now, the essence of a Jew, the essence, the essence, Be'emes, he says, is not of this world. Ukemosha Hachiluk, Ukemosha Hachiluk ben Chaylut Sameach, the same way that the difference between an animal and a plant, the difference is not to say that this has, that this has teeth and this has nails and the other. It's the etzemachias. It's a different. It's a different life form. That's why there are different madragas in this world of uh, of domem It's a different thing when you're crossing over from a rock to a to a plant, or from a plant to an animal. It's a different. It's a different. The, the whole chias is different chias. And when you cross over from what also from an animal to a to a human being, it's not the pshat like like the, like uh, like some of the Umas Eilam wanted to say that a human being is only a more is a more developed animal or an animal that's evolved into a human being. We understand and we know that a human being is a different min. It's a different min. That what makes an animal tick is not what, is not what makes a human being tick. It's a different thing. Kain ha'chiluk, I'm not going to be brought to here, right? Kain ha'chiluk ben Yisrael l'stam adam. So too, and we've spoken about this many times, based upon the Metakuzri and so on. So too, there's a chiluk between a Yisrael, between a Jew and a, and a, and a stam, a person, stam adam a guy. That and what's that chiluk? That chiluk is etzem hanevius. He uvoi nivdal mehem. That by a Jew. What makes a Jew tick, the chiyas of a Jew is called nevius. It's called ruach nevuah. That's what makes a Jew tick. That's what. That's the chiyas of a Jew. And and therefore, and therefore, even though you can see the nicest, nicest, most refined, uh, intelligent guy in the world. He's got he's got a whole collection of of degrees, and he's polite, and he opens the door for you, and he waits online, and everything else. He says, "Yes, sir. Thank you, ma'am. How you doing? Have a nice day." And and then and then you have then you have a yid who is who who does not seem to show any uh, any meat in the chayna, and he doesn't seem to be intelligent, and he seems to be very coarse and unrefined. Be'etzem. The Jew is a, is, is a Ben Navi, and the guy is a Ben Adam. Be'etzim. Unfortunately, in, unfortunately, the, the, the Nevius in that person is extremely, extremely concealed and hidden beneath piles of stuff. And that's why, consistently with what we learned many times, and we were talking about it also 
before Tisha B'Av. That's what we learned the Maral's explanation of when Rabbi Yechem and Zakai saw that that saw that, that it was possible for there to be the daughter of one of the most Choshev Jews of Yerushalayim who at the time of the Chorban was trying to pick out some barley to eat from the from the excrement of an Arab's animal of the donkey of an Arab and Rabbi Yechem and Zakai said Ashrechem Yisrael, how fortunate are the Jewish people that when we're Aisim Yitzhan that when we're living the way that we're supposed to live, then there's no nation of the world who can rule over us. But when we're not living the way we're supposed to live, then not only is the, is the lowest nation ruling over us, but the lowest animal from the lowest nation rules over the Jewish people. And so we, we learned from Maharal many times, why did Rabbi Yechim Zakeh say, Ashrechim Yisrael, what's so good about that? What's Ashrechim Yisrael, Gevalt, how fortunate, how lucky it is, how good it is to be a Jew. What is Ashrechim? So we understand that that we, and we learn from the Maharal that since the etzim and the chiyas of a Jew is Tyra and the vias that we're learning now if he's not living in sync with who he is so then he is not and if he is not it's not stam that he's a little bit less refined he could be the lowest because he is not it's like he doesn't exist the Maharal says he's opted out of his, of his form of existence when it comes to when it comes to a guy, so when it comes to a guy, so the same way that that that, that the what defines you see what defines the guy is not is not uh, nevius is not Torah. Therefore, in the absence of nevu, in the absence of Torah, he could still be a fine ben adam. He could still be a nice a nice person, and he still has him. He still has him at seas. He still has him at seas. But a Jew who is who is totally distant from who he is, it's not shot that he becomes then as nice or he or he just goes to the next level of being like a guy. The shot is that he's denying his very his very existence. Because the existence of a Jew is Nevius. Then the existence of a Jew is Torah. And when he's not living with that, so it's not shot that he just he shifts into being a nice guy. The danger there is that is the possibility of losing everything. Because the, because he isn't. And that's why, and that's why Rabbi said, "Ashreichim Yisrael Askeval to be a Jew. Look what a Jew is. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. And that that when he's not, when he's when he doesn't have Torah, he doesn't have anything. That's how great a Jew is. When he doesn't have Torah, he doesn't have anything. So the Rebbe's explaining. That any good thought, any any good uh, desire that a person wants, or th- any 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 type of islavus that a, that a Jew feels, have here a even uh, even a tiny little simple little here a thought of tshuva. Even if he hasn't acted upon that and he hasn't actually done tshuva, it's it's a thought that has the that has the imprint of nevuah. It's an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a hero tshuva that has the imprint of nevuah on it. It comes from the nisham. It comes from the ruach nevuah. Ki ha'im gam benivyei kaidish agadolim rak divrei hasidus bilvad. The Rebbe explains that those who think that by that by the Nevi'im in the time of Tanakh that the only thing of Nevu'ah 
if you ask if you ask a kid in yeshiva what's a navi, he'll just say you tell the future. So that, so as children, we believe that 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 being a navi was like a really cool thing because you know you you would know who would win the World Series and stuff like that. And the Nevi'im were just fortune tellers that they you know that's all that they had this uh, ability to see the future. Ragdivi has seen this bilvat. Shomer the voice. That's the, that would be that's a mistake to think that. When you look in Tanakh and you see the nevuah, you see the, the and these the nevuahs that were recorded for us for all time. Mostly, they're not predictions of the future. Most of most of the nevuah is not about the future. Most of it is is, is Musa, is techocha, and it's telling us how to live and hadrocha, Aces and hadrocha and Musa. Loidvarn belvad. These were not things that they said on their own, of course, but they were saying B'Shem Hashem. But what Hashem's Baruch was saying through them was not was not the you know the the uh, was not was mostly not things of the future. It was that the Dvar Hashem with that what with that special brand with that special fire with that special hislavas with that with that special depth. That the Novi was able to communicate the Dvar Hashem to Klai Yisrael. But it wasn't, it wasn't what's going to happen tomorrow. That was Samnavur. But that wasn't Iker. The Iker was that the Nevi'im were saying the same thing that the Svarma Kodesh were telling us now. The same thing. The Nevi'im was saying, you know, be kind. Keep Shabbos. <laughs> Sit and learn. You have to daven. You're not davening the right way. But the Nevi'im said it was such a, with that, that, that Dvar Hashem that was, that was communicated through them, so it had the most unbelievable effect upon the, upon Klai Yisrael. And even then, because of Klai Yisrael's, you know, because of Kashi's ayur from whatever Klai Yisrael was going through on their madrig in those days, we see that, that to a large extent the the Nevi'im were unheard. They didn't, they didn't listen to the Nevi'im. Nevi'im were, were murdered. But Shabalam Devar Hashem has heard Kailai Shamu B'Divrei Musav Hadracha. And, and and in the words of the Navi who would tell us what Musa and Hadracha who would who was teaching us, we would hear the Dvar Hashem, we would recognize, we would sense the Dvar Hashem. And they were guiding and teaching then in the days of the Nevi'im, the Nevu was great. And as Kala Hashem Shomu Bapoyal, and they mamish heard the voice of Hashem within them. And they saw visions. They saw prophetic visions we Bechlal can't understand. Even now, every single Jew. Is it Ben Navi? Virak Hashirayim shall b'nei Hanaviim, and we have within us this Shirayim, this residue, this Kayach of the b'nei Hanaviim that the Naviim had. Only a little bit, a little bit that we're able to, that we're able to come in contact with. <coughs> That's why the Bnei Sasso explains. That's why we see that Navua is compared to to shaman, to oil. Shaman tuak shemecha. It's shir shir. 
as compared to oil. So the Bnei Sosu explains that with oil, even if you pour it out, even... Um, Even if you pour out the nevua, the oil, even if you pour it out, there remains a little bit of oil inside. You can't, you can't pour out all. You can't, you can't pour out uh, all of the oil. As much as you stand there and you try to get out all the oil, there's always a little bit that's left. So too, it says sheman turak shemecha that that it's the same thing that when it comes to that when it comes to uh, nevua that with a yid. So that even if the person is not saying nevua b'feir, she's not being misnabe, but you can't empty out from a Jew every drop of nevua. There's a ruach nevua that's in a yid, and you can't take away all the ruach nevua. And therefore, b'sayra b'hem hisayrus taiva. Therefore, even nowadays, a person, a Jew has a little, a Jew has a hisairus. He has a hisairus and it comes to a slichas, a shani kippur, and he comes to a, 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 you know, a special time in life. So he has a, he has a hisairus, but, but because of the thick covering over that Nitzaitz, that spark of Nevoah in him, because of that thick covering, he doesn't experience this as any kind of, as any kind of a Ruach Nevis. And, and it could be like we spoke about last, last week, you know, the next day, the next, uh, an hour later. It could be completely gone, or it could be doing something which contradicts the whole Osiris that he had. Contradicts the whole Osiris. It could be, could be the, the, the day after Yom Kippur, it could be Matz Yom Kippur. He's already, he's already uh, thinking and, and, and feeling things that, 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 that are the opposite of the whole Osiris he had by Yom Kippur. Because of the covering. Everybody knows the famous teaching of the Balsham Tev HaKadosh. That the Mishnah says that there is a baskal, that there is a some sort of a prophetic voice that goes out, that is sounded from Har Sinai every single day. So the Balshamta said, What do you mean? Whoever heard. Any any baskal, so the Balshantiv explained that that is Mesoira Haisha Yisraeli Belibai Behirhachuva. That when a person and every single Jew has each day at least at least a little bit of a Hirachuva, that I mean unless there's such a thing, God forbid, a person is so completely totally covered up, but but a person usually has at least once a day a little Hirachuva. So the Balshantiv explained that that is that is exactly what the Mishnah is talking about. That that there's that there's a baskal that's constantly going out from Chorev. In other words, there's a voice from the Barishal of Nevi'is that's constantly, constantly going out, that's resounding in the in the neshama of a Jew, and the only question is whether or not he's going to be able to clear away some enough of the covering to allow that mitzvah, that spark, to be heard. But. But even the smallest little hirachuva, the tiniest little feeling within oneself of wanting to be better, is really that voice of nevuah. Even though the person, when he experiences, when he feels this, when he feels this, it's just something which he thinks is like, you know, something that's within himself. It's just his own. He produced it. It's his own feeling. Damis says it's not. 
It's coming from it's coming from Har Sinai. It's coming from Har Sinai it means that it's a Ruach it's a Karach We learned you know earlier in, in the Sefer on Kuf Yud Zayin on page Kuf Yud Zayin. So there, what it says in Tishal Mazes Chasidus, which is very much connected to what we're doing here. We learned over there. We were talking about that over there that. That when the Rebbe was explaining what, what, how do we define what does it mean Chasidus? What does it mean Chasidus? So if you have a chance, you know, you take a look and you'll see that Bemis, that's what he was talking about. That's what he was talking about um, uh, in defining Chasidus. But also Chasidus is not something which is new, but Chasidus is a his galus is a is a is a special. Remarkable way that was revealed by the Balsham Akkadish and Talmud Balsham to, to, to do certain exercises and to think about certain things that would, that would enable us to what? To be Megala, to reveal that need sights, that spark of Navua that's inside each and every one of us. That's what we were learning earlier last year. So we have a chance to look back over there. Ava, let's continue. <laughs> Just like in the time of Nevi'im, like Kulam Shavim Hayyub Nevasam, they weren't all, they weren't all the same. Each Navi was a different Madrega. And what would determine, and what would determine, or distinguish the greater the greater Navi from the Navi who wasn't as great? This is a Kafish Eskadish Veskasher Hanavi. It was all. It all depended upon, upon how. Upon how that Navi <coughs> was Makadish himself, how he sanctified himself, this Kasha Navi, and how he prepared. The Midazu Sharsolava Navu. To the to the degree that, that 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 Navi prepared himself and he removed all coverings and he cleared away everything that was that would interrupt that flow of Navua, to that degree he was able to reveal the Koacha Navua within himself. So it took a great deal of preparation. Mr. Ramam talks about Barich Lishnashman, Eprakim, and in Mishnah Torah and other places. So too when it comes to all Jews who are B'nai Nevi'im. Not everybody's equal. A person who, who indulges his body, who um, who immerses himself wholeheartedly into physical things, and dulls his soul, the and buries his soul. Tachas aremais offer gufo under piles of filth of of the narishkeit of physical life. One thing you you know you pick up, you see an interesting thing, and you look sometimes in the in the Jewish newspapers, and the Jewish so you'll see like it was such a striking thing, I think it was last week I don't remember which paper it was, but it was such a striking thing that you had. I think it was actually in the local paper, the one that they, they send around over here. It was mom is a striking thing that there was this there was this very 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 
powerful and heartbreaking, heartbreaking thing about, I think about back to Applebaum and his daughter Nebuch, Hashem Yimkam Yimkam the man, and 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 that was like on the top of the page, and it had the, the guy had to make it in such a way it was it was like going around, and then and then the inside was the the advertisement was the most magushim dika, you know like you know glat kosher like dive in. You know, to this, to the, to the food and entertainment and whatever. You know, one of those, like a yacht, one of those yacht, glot yachts, whatever they make over. And you know, it's, there's not enough gashmias on on land. <laughs> you, have to, you have to go out to, to sail out to get more gashmias. You know, so not that I don't wish that all those Jews should have a panos and so on. But but you know, it was such a striking thing. I could, I, I, it was hard. To, it was it was hard to be civil that it should be on the same on the same page. Of course. You know, they have to work it out that everything should fit. I have no tightness against the newspaper, but but, but that's the story of our lives. So to, it's a half of the good thing. As Reb Chaim Zonenfeld's Chusia Genilenu, the Rabbi Yushalayim, so Reb Chaim Zonenfeld, dark of a kaidus. One of the things that they used to see by Reb Chaim Zonenfeld was, you know, you go to certain places where they have the mikveh. So you have there'll be a there'll be different madragas of mikveh. So one there'll be a there'll be a burning hot burning hot mikveh, right? And usually there there'll be like one alta yid, you know, like stroking his beard and in that in that burning. Then you'll have like a warm mikveh, and then you even have like a cold mikveh. Most of the kids and so. So they saw that very that many times that Reb Chaim Zonfeld that Reb Chaim would go from the hot, burning hot mikveh into the freezing mikveh. They go back and forth. So you understand, everybody understands that Hans Zonnefeld is not like, uh, this is, you know, uh, not Club Med or something like that. So what's, uh, what's, he, what's he doing there, Hans Zonnefeld? So somebody finally asked him, like, what is that? So he said that, he said that the whole confusion of this world is that Be'emis, Be'emis, when a Jew does a mitzvah, or when a Jew davens, when he learns, it has to be, it has to be warm. It has to be fiery, it has to be good, Geschmack, it has to be hot. And the emphasis, the emphasis that when a Jew, God forbid, Nebuch, Nebuch, does Naveira, looks at the wrong thing, or sees the wrong thing, or thinks of the wrong thing, whatever does it, that it should be in a very, very detached and cold way. It should be in a cold way. If a person, when it comes to things of this world, it should be in a cold way. And the whole bilbul of the Yetzirah is what? that when it comes to davening, learning, and Shemir Samitzvahs, so it's done with unbelievable coldness. And when it comes to, but when it comes to Naveir is done, you know, with the Lishem Yichud, when Naveir is done with such a Hamim, with such, a, with such a, a, an excitement, with such a bread, with such a fire. You see, a person you can go to a shul and, 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 and if, if, there's, if there's the opportunity to have conversations, so the conversations that, that the two people are having with each other are with such excitement, but the, but the davening is with such coldness. There's no davening, God forbid, at all. So Chaim Zanifel said, therefore, I am I, always trying to remember that, that the, to, and I go, I go from the hot mikveh to the cold mikveh, the hot mikveh to the cold mikveh to, to, to be matire myself in this Indian that I should, that the Bereshit should help me, that I should be, that I should be my, that the that the fire in my life should be for the right things, and that the coldness that there should be that, that there should be siyata the shmai that I should know when to be cold and when to be hot. The embassy says that's the whole life is the confusion between when to be cold and when to be hot. That's the whole that's the whole confusion. 
so so the Rebbe says that the chilik that now also the same with the, the different madrigas of Nevi'im in those days depending upon the preparation and the detachment from all physical things so nowadays by the B'nai HaNevi'im all Jews are B'nai Nevi'im he says not everybody is equal because because there's a, because you have a person who whose mamish who's buried that spark of nevuah under piles of shtusim of narishkat of physical things. Haruach shall be the, the last two lines. Haruach shall be neviim by maat. Therefore, the ruach of the of bnei neviim is very very weak within him. Very very weak. It could be that the chlal doesn't feel it. Doesn't feel anything. There's nothing there. I mean, there's something there, but he doesn't feel it. Doesn't experience it. And to the degree that a person refines himself physically, meaning that he 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 loosens his hold on physical things. And he begins to grab onto the edge of his soul. And slowly, slowly he's able to pull out he's able to pull out his soul slowly. Then Then more and more will he experience that ruach of bnei of bnei nevi'im. That's what the whole. There was so many times we spoke about this. The whole concept of like spiritual spiritual renewal without shmiras hamitzvahs, without diktik hamitzvahs. The whole thing about experiencing ruchnis. We were talking about this last week of how, you know spirituality in the absence. Uh, in the absence of uh, of Torah mitzvahs, or spirituality without working on on refining one's one's uh, um, tivus and working with one's tivus and trying to uh, extract oneself from from uh, being uh, being so preoccupied with physical things, it's not it's not really it's not something which is possible. It doesn't work that way. You know, so so the, the the person that wants to have that wants to be very strongly in touch with this Ruach Nevi'is but at the same time he wants to, you know, he wants to indulge and enjoy uh, things above and beyond what his body needs so we understand that it takes a toll on the person and this is really this is the, the, this is the chilik between the early generations and the, late, and the later generations this is, what, this is what's, what's different between now and what was by our ancestors by our, when I say ancestors I don't mean the Nevi'im I mean our, our grandparents and great grandparents and, uh, 50, 60, 70 years ago we spoke about this this was the chilik the chilik was how strongly were they, were they, how strongly were they holding on to physical things for better or for worse whether they, whether they wanted to or they didn't want to they, they didn't have they didn't have much Mostly, they didn't have much, and because of that, they lived. Their, their lives were lives that were mostly led in that place of ruach and nevuah. There weren't. They, they, there wasn't. There wasn't that much there to distract them from the ruach nevuah, because they weren't interested. They weren't interested in in the non-Jewish lifestyle that was so completely, totally at that time was understood and recognized for being completely and totally the opposite of what a Jew is it's, th- it's that way also, it's just that we don't recognize it but they saw that as something which wasn't shaykh to them which wasn't part of their world and what was their world? even the simplest Jew 
well, to say Tillim and to, and to, and to, and to hear a shir and to, to learn a little bit and to say, uh, to say some Sanarana. I mean, that was it. And even the conversations were completely Jewish and everything they saw and heard and experienced and the people that they were with. Everything was only, was only that, 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 that little uh, that, uh, world of, of Klai Yisrael. So now, nowadays, it's not that that the, that the that there's any less intellectual um, int- intellectual potential within Klaiyasula, but yet, as we spoke about two weeks ago, it's it's becoming much much more difficult to produce Ramosha Feinstein's. Not to say that we don't have brilliant young people these days. There are brilliant people. There are people that, that there are people that that have. It's, you see. They make it seem when you read all these stories that that there used to be there used to be brilliant people and now the, and now everybody's like dumb. It's not that's not true. There are brilliant brilliant people, and that's what I that's what I spoke about a, a, a few weeks ago. That it's a question of which shas is it that you're finishing, right? Remember I was saying that that everybody's making a seem as shas. It's just what your shas is. So one person's shas is brachas. His brachas Shabbos, you know, Pesach and and so on. Erev That's one person's shas. The other person's shas is that he, you know, that he, that you know, he knows, you know, he knows every single, uh, every single basketball player that, that that you know that ever put on a pair of sneakers. He knows every single one, and he knows this. You know, that's his shas. But they're bekim and shas. They're they Jews are smart. Bekim and shas. We have we have children here that are, that that are, we tell stories. You know that when this person was was 11 years old, he already knew all of Nashim and Ezekim. You don't think we have in the shul children that know Nashim and Ezekim? They became in Nashim and they became in Ezekim. <laughs> yeah, sure. You have you have to know every single girl on television. The Bikiyas and is in Nashim and and Ezekim. They also know how to damage and to break and all violence that's on television. They also know Nashim and Ezekim. Nashim means women. Ezekim means violence. And these, uh, they're not Bikir nowadays in the Nashim and Ezekim? Oh, tremendous Bikirs in Nashim and Ezekim. He asks a boy, goes to school, he, he goes to one of the, he goes to a co-ed school. He knows every girl in the school. Every single girl. You ask him, you, you ever hear the Ritva? He said, did I ever meet her? <laughs> no, I never heard of the Ritva. Who's the Ritva? You know, you never heard of the Ritva? No. But you tell him, here we have Bailish Princess so and so. Ooh, Bailish Princess. He could give you the whole, like, you know, the whole write up on it. She, she was uh, born in you know, 1986, and she did uh, this, and she did that, and she's there. Oh, and she, uh, yesterday she looked better than today. Tomorrow we still have hope. And she's, uh, and, you know, I don't know. And I, and I could tell you, and you know who went out with her? Sure, I could tell you who went out with her. You get a, a whole computer printout. Shas, mama, he's booking that. Shas, just say the notion. He's a total book. He'll say the notion, this kid. Unbelievable. Nazikim? Yeah, Nazikim. You can ask him how many people were killed on television that day. And how many gallons of blood were, how many gallons of blood, you know, the, you know, what? There's a, there's a guy running for governor of California that they that had moved the Terminator. <laughs> Is that what, I think I saw in the newspaper. I don't know, some, some German Chrysler, he said, Austrian. I'd be surprised if he, if he has the IQ of a monkey. So what? So this is this is this is this is Satan Ezekiel. The Satan's a bucket. The kids are bucking. Satan Ezekiel. They'll tell you how many how many people. Been, you, you walk. You, I go Cholamite with the kids to you know to go to the amusement park. You walk into one of these arcades. You see these machines. You ever seen anything like this in your life? <laughs> I'm standing there looking around. 
and, and, and you know, and you see, like, you know, you see Yidna, they're like getting into it also. Hey, look, you see, the whole thing is like cutting off heads and, and body parts flying all over the place. And it's all, they, and, and the average kid nowadays could tell you, could tell you, oh, sure, that machine, you know, that game, sure, they know all the games. They could tell you there's, there are different variations of this game. There's one where, you know, there's one where, where, where uh, you know, that, that it's with a gun, there's all with a sword, and there's one with the bombs, and, and then you look, you see, it's the whole thing, and then, and then, and then uh, you know, I'm sitting there like with the kids, they, they, you know, I give them a couple of dollars, and they're doing this stuff, and then they, they're driving with the cars, they, they had that even years ago, but, but the kids, like, you know, and, and they're going with these cars, like, in the, uh, on these television screens, and they're running over a million people. And they, like they're crashing into people. The people are bing, bing. They're flying all over the place. It's like you know. And oh, ups. And and you know, they end up driving that way too. With the pile. <laughs> and the whole thing is Nazikin. It's not Satan Nazikin. There's a buck inside in Nazikin. He can tell you every single, every single toy, every single game. All the Nazikins is in. But in Taharis, that already is not a bikis. In Kachim and Taharis, nah. Already cut from Taharis, that's a different thing. And even if there is a Bakiyas in what they think is cut from Taharis, so then you'll get a kid that'll tell you, wow, I, I heard this song, oh, wow, this is a beautiful song. Here's from some group that he heard, you know, a song. So he thinks that's Kachim and Taharis. What's Kachim and Taharis? I heard, I saw, I saw a beautiful poem. It's a more sensitive kid. That's Kachim and Taharis. What's Maid? <laughs> Maid is, he's a Baki in Maid. A Baki in Maid. Every Matzah Shabbos is, is a Mayid. Not Shabbos. Matzah Shabbos. And I'm not talking about Lava Malka. Matzah Shabbos is a Mayid. Chalamayid? A Vav is a Chalamayid. He's a Baki. He's a Baki. Intercessions. Bikis. Is that say the Mayid? That say the Mayid. The, 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 the potential isn't, hasn't changed at all. It's just that it, it's that because of this, because of the immersion, because of this unbelievable, unbelievable indulging that's going on, and even and, and we're talking not, when I'm saying these things, of course, it's all tongue in cheek. But the Emes, the Emes in our own, you know, in our communities, wherever from people are living, it's, how else do you explain that people? You know, it's, even though they're always in Yonim going on, but you know, with the Ganevis and Gzalas and the Chil Hashem and all these things and, and people don't even see like why is it tied to the Sasra, you know, like to cheat in business or to steal and to, it's not even a stira and, and, and it doesn't even make your person less of a Jew if he's a Ganev, it doesn't make him less of a Jew it doesn't take him, he doesn't lose his Mizrach you know, because if he's, because he's a Ganev he's a Gazlan, they can still give him the same seat and he still call him up from after Yoyna, a Ganev a Gazlan, a Mechal Shem Hashem it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything because, because I'm a gushim. I'm a gushim. So that's what the Rebbe is explaining. So even the, even at the time of the Nevi'im Mamish, there were Chilukim Madragas. So too, now also. There are different, there are different Madragas. There are different Madragas. So what happens? A kid goes to Israel, well, he goes to Yeshiva, he all of a sudden got so smart. No, it's just that for, that for a little while, some of the noise... I mean, if he, he has to be careful, and that's also Madrigal, because Nature Cell there's plenty of noise too. But, but he's away from the familiar noise. So he goes to Nature Cell and he sits in the base of someplace, and, and some of the stuff is cleared away, you know, some of the Nashim and the Zikim are not there. So because of that, 
because of that he's able to he's able to hear some of the baskal from Har Chorei from Har Sinai. He's able to hear a little bit of, of what Seder Nashim and Seder Nizikim. He's able to hear Seder Moed. He's able to hear because he's not he's not so caught up in, the, in he's not so caught up in the things that he is when he's in the states. What there are better rabbis rebbeim over this? Not true. The rebbeim in these chiefs in America are just as good. And you have many times you have a guy who's a rebbe in America. He's a regular, and he goes to Israel. He, like, he's like a superstar. He's the same rabbi in America. Seven Israel. It's only that over there the kids could hear him. Oh, and over here they weren't listening to him. What's the chiluk? And Israel, they, they were able to hear him, and he's able to hear himself more also. But in chutzlars, he's in chutzlars. There's so much interference. There's so much static. He's not. He's pushing. Not the kids can't hear because the, a kid walks into class in the yeshiva when a rabbi stands in, in the yeshiva and he's talking to the boys. You know, He's trying to talk to the boys, so he's talking. They're learning Gitna, they're learning Kedushin. He's learning with him say the Nashim. The kid's sitting there. He's got twenty-five. He's got twenty-five. Uh, what was the old song? I got fifty women on my mind. You know, something like I don't remember the exact number. An old song. So the Rebbe's trying to give over. He's trying to give over Gitna, Kedushin. He's trying to learn Ksubis, and he's who's he talking to? He's talking to a kid that the night before was on the internet. I was on it. I was watching a, 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 some sort of a video or something. With that, that, uh, that the, all the all the tsuris in his mind, the tsuris of of, 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 of that tumor. And then the rabbi standing there talking to him, Mishnah and Kedushin, learning a Bryce, learning a Tosis and Kedushin. It wasn't a Tosis and Kedushin. So we're learning Seder Nashim, boys. Open up your Gemara. The kid, the kid was up till three in the morning learning Seder Nashim. He was on the phone with Seder Nashim. He's in a chat room with Seder Nashim. And then Nebuch, then you open up the Gemara, the Rebbe's standing there, so who is he talking to? Who is he talking to, Bechlal? He's talking to a Ben Yisrael, to a Ben Navi, who, whose parents are going to be held responsible, to a large extent, for taking, the, for taking a Ben Navi, a Ben Yisrael, and pouring concrete over the Ruach Nevoah. Pouring concrete, so that for the rest of that kid's life, in order for him to learn one word of Sayyidina Nashim and Gemara, he's going to have to contend with a million memories of Tumah that his parents planted in his brain by buying him all the toys and the machines and putting him in, with girls in camp and yeshivas and whatever. No? So what are we going to say at the Yam Haddin? It's before Shana, we can be honest a little bit, no? What's there, what's there to say? You could play all these games, you could, you could make up all kinds of games and write newspaper articles for or against. It's all an Irish guy. They're not worth a dime. And you can get a thousand sophisticated rabbis with neckties to make speeches about it. <laughs> How it's perfectly okay, you know, only civilized uh, people, the the whole world is filled with a hevel, this Irish guy. Just to say the truth, and is to be real, that the parents are pouring concrete over their children's neshamas. Concrete. So that a kid can't learn. So when he goes to Israel, so everybody makes like his whole thing with Israel. Vada, Vada, Israel has unbelievable treasures. But it's the same Rebbe, it's the same one who was a Rebbe 20 years in America, is now a Rebbe in Yushalayim. But the kids, but when he, when he goes to Yushalayim, so there's a little bit of the slabs, are, 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 a little bit of the slabs are pulled off. So now he's hearing, he's hearing, he's hearing. for the first time in his life, he's hearing. He hears himself davin, he never heard himself davin, Michlam. It's the first time he's heard himself davin. And when you or I, it's not, it's not any different. And when it's going to be in Rosh Hashanah Kippur, and there's going to be his love, in Rosh and, and when we have an opportunity to go to hear, you know, to go to Yerushalayim or to hear his shmuz. So, what does it mean to hear his shmuz? It means that some of the concrete is being ripped off of your, off your brain and off your heart. So then the Dvar Hashem is here. Dvar Hashem. 
But that's the whole chilik between the early generations and our generations. Not they weren't smarter then. What's this? What's to say they're smarter? Why are they smarter? And, and, and the Yerid Sadaris is not with intelligence. Jews are intelligent, Baruch Hashem. It's not, it doesn't have to do with how intelligent we are. It has to do with the thickness of the slab of concrete. That's all. The thickness. The, there's always, in this world, there's always going to be, we're always going to have to contend with, with layers of, of, uh, of, uh, of this world. But, but the, the slab over the years has become extremely, extremely thick. Extremely thick. So that even the things that are supposed to be expressions of Ruchnius, even the things that are supposed to be expressions of Ruchnius, like, like Jewish music, which is supposed to touch the neshama of a Jew, music is supposed to reach into the neshama, and music has the kayach to rip away all of the concrete from a person's heart. And, the, and, now, the, the, and now these so-called Jewish groups, that, uh, that they're pouring more concrete. The boys could stand there with the amicus and sing songs with, with girls screeching like they're some like they're some Grateful Dead concert at the Beatles and you know Shea Stadium in 1963 or whatever to have some yeshiva bacha you know standing over there with a with a, with a little maidluch you know um, screaming my yeshiva my yeshiva and this is supposed to this is supposed to be music that reaches into the nisham. And all the hamsos that have to be found to the music and uh, the three weeks, the nine days, they're going to have special shiva music you're going to see soon. <laughs> There'll be a shiva album, the first shiva album coming out. And you'll see the boys and they have that look. You see the look that they're trying to give the boys now? And these, they're trying to give the boys like the, this look, the look, that look. It's a look that's not our look. And the scary thing is that there are that there are made left that think that that's good, and that and that and that people think that this is called that this is Jewish music, when it's only pouring more concrete onto the neshama, more concrete, and the and the bizarre is that it's with psukim and words from Tanakh. That's the bizarre. It's 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 the it's the imposture of kedusha. It's the imitation of Kedusha. So you think, so that, so that those people think they're listening and they're swaying, you know, in some, in some you, know, uh, you know, in Walt Whitman Auditorium somewhere. They're swaying to some, what they think is Jewish music, and that they're what? And they're, they're getting closer to Hashem it's, it's all It's all of an Ahapechu. It's a complete and total of an Ahapechu. And, I, and, and it, to me, it's the greatest wonderment that it seems to me that, that there's constantly all kinds of warnings and all kinds of things coming out about this and about that and every single letter is being sent about how this is bad for Klaus or this is bad for Klaus or what? Who's going to put an end to all of this? Who's going to stop all of this? And all the indulging and with the, and, and with the, with the, plate, the eating and the, and, the, and the varts and all this stuff with the, there's all more and more and more and it's all with the levushim of being something which is holy and the emesis is taking us further and further away from who we are now I thought when I said years ago when I first said maybe 15 years ago or something like that when I, was told, when I went to this fancy vart and I said that there's going to come a time that you're going to see that by a vart they're going to have ready bands and they're going to have photographers and the person said, wait, wait, come on, what are you talking about? That's not? Of course it is. Of course it's already by heart. What is it? The whole, the whole, the whole thing is done. 
and, and that's supposed to be that's supposed to be a ruchni's dicker thing. It's supposed to bring a chasna kala together. It's supposed to bring it's all live, it's all more concrete, more concrete. And then and then you want the person to be able to hear the Dvar Hashem, so then they can't hear the Dvar Hashem. And that's what he says, what the Rebbe says, that's what I've said. That if you've been learning everything until now, not just that you've been reading it, but you've really been working on this. I'm certain the Rebbe says that on your own you will, you will, you're, you're growing wings that will help you fly to a higher way of thinking to higher types of to want things that are more pure that are more, that are that are to and that what if you're following some of the advice then you're going to be able to come into contact with what with, with thoughts and with, and with yearnings of holiness and you're going to on your own want to seek out the Dvar Hashem in the Svarma Kedoshim because the Svarma Kedoshim when you look in the Svarma Kedoshim the mamish, mamish brimming shining with the Dvar Hashem Therefore, I have to teach we have to teach you a little bit how to learn how to learn one of the Svarma Kedoshim how to have a bit of an understanding when you're learning one of the Svarma Kedoshim what does it mean to learn a Kedusha Slavi what does it mean to open up an Avadis Yisrael to open up to open up a Tanya what does it mean to learn one of the Svarma Kedoshim the students of Nevi'im in other words, we learned that the that the Talmud and the Vim were the, were learning different ways how to what to understand to understand the Ruach Hashem that was that was pulsating within them because 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 there was a, because there was a, a blockage there's a deficiency a blockage so what should we say in our generation we're in such a low generation with the end of time the heel where there could only be a little bit of a little bit of a, of, of, of a spark that we're able to reveal within ourselves how much more so if the B'nai and Nevi'im had to learn how to understand, how to interpret, how to appreciate Nevoah, how much more so when we learn Svarma Kedoshim, how we have to learn to, how to understand, how to interpret, to, to appreciate what, what, what is it that we're seeing in the Svarma Kedoshim, so that, they could, so that what we're learning could have the effect of what? Of somehow, in some way, causing that spark of Nevi'is to be experienced in our lives. So we'll continue. On.